0: Welcome back for another episode of the Russians. Hello. Well, I don't know. Today we have a an extra special guest. Because I, I, I feel like I always say we have a <laughs> you special guest. A re- special. This is an extra 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 special guest. You know, the most <laughs> special guest. You know, it's not going to be topped. I don't think mm-hmm. ever. He's our friend. His name is Joe Costello. Um, without like getting into a long winded introduction here, I think you know we're having him on to talk about the politics of technolo- technology. You know, Joe's written a lot about the topic and thought a lot about the topic, and he's. He's been kind of talking about this as long as I've known him and and uh, at first I thought it was, you know, I don't know, like I was, I was younger and didn't really uh, th- think too much about this stuff. Gr- no not grumpy, but it was just like, ah, oh, what's the point? You know, we got to deal with the stuff that's in front of our faces, you know, like we, like, we have like more immediate problems. But you know, the, you know, the older I get, the more uh, I see, I, I've I realized how wise and, and, and correct Joe's been all these years and have essentially come around to completely sharing uh, Joe's view on uh, on technology and the politics of technology. So thanks for coming on, Joe.
1: Oh, thank you guys very much for having me on. Well, um, our pleasure. You know, so
0: so I, I don't know. So I, I kind of want to get into your per, a little bit of your personal history, uh, you know, just how you came to this, I don't know, how you got to, you know, I don't know, to, to think about technology, um, because I think it's important of how, how you approach it. But I, I, I do want to maybe tell people a little bit about you just and you can correct me and, and sort of expand on it later you know yeah because um,
2: joe is not just abstract philosopher
0: yeah. joe is not just yeah so i mean joe i mean uh, so i'm gonna try to do a condensed a condensed bio for you here you know if I if, 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 if I if i remember correctly um so joe's been working in technology in, in politics or has been involved with politics with you know american democracy so-called democracy uh since he was what, 19, I guess, right? When you first started talk, uh, working um, on Ted Kennedy's run for the presidency in
1: 1980? Yeah, that's true. It was a long time ago in the <laughs> galaxy far, far away.
0: Yeah. And and you continued to work on other uh, uh, political campaigns, including, um, I think, Jerry Brown's presidential campaign in what, like 1992? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was basically, I mean, for basically 12 years, I did campaigns and then... I've been trying not to do campaigns for ever since then, but I I don't do that very well sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the last uh, kind of interesting political campaign that you try to work on, uh, or that you briefly worked on, but that I think went nowhere essentially, was a pretty interesting one, or potentially interesting one, because it was right after the the, the, the you know the the subprime meltdown and and and. and kind of the meltdown of wall street and uh you know when, when all these people were suddenly uh facing foreclosure and were underwater and they're in, their, in, in their, on their mortgages you know basically you know like most of california and nevada and uh most of the southwestern states i mean it was just it was it was a massacre out here um and i think you were working or beginning to work on a, campa- a senate campaign right in nevada um that didn't yeah, really yeah go I, uh, very far. a friend of
1: mine was gonna run for senate and um against my advice but i said if he did it i would help him (laughs) and so he got in for he got in for a couple months and then he got out that was that that's kind of been my political that's been my campaign experience more or less uh outside of a couple uh campaigns in africa which have been really great for you know the last 20 years from 30 years actually jesus yeah that's 30 years
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it was interesting because I remember you t- telling me about it, and it w- one of the things that you were focusing on is and is, is, is trying to get people to, to talk about their own experiences and their own thoughts, right, on on the housing crisis or on the on the foreclosure crisis and and, and, their, and their views on um you know what was going on because I, I think as we want to get into like later, I mean when you talk about the politics of technology, you know you don't really just you're not just talking about the like, gadgets and the computers and the networks that we're using right right now to communicate, but you're talking about the technology the social constructs are also a form of technologies, right? like finance and debt money.
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. There was this guy called Lewis Mumford. I don't use his um, but he call, he he calls the whole thing like both the the actual technology and then kind of our technology of better using information or using more and more information. He called that techniques. T E C H N I C. So, so that's kind of like, but it's, it's very much technology, you know, all that, all that is, is, is what I consider technology, you know, and, and it is technology. It's not like here we created it. So it's, it's how we create and how we associate with each other, the things that we do, whether they're physical or uh, they're information. And, you know, and now we're in this new era. Well, they're more and more tied together more than they've ever been though. They've always been somewhat tied together.
0: Yeah, because I never really thought about it. And I don't think you know. I don't know. People didn't really talk about it that way after the, because I think I I think we only actually met right after the you know the housing, crisis collapse and the Wall Street collapse in two thousand eight or two thousand nine. I think is when we met, and um, I mean you right. know no one really talked about, I don't know the the, the subprime meltdown or like the the, the explosion of this the mortgage backed securities and, and, and essentially the insurance that was put on them. Right, like that that basically tanked the entire financial system, global financial system, I mean, as like a crisis of technology, because that's what that was. I mean, it was a very technological invention, highly technological invention. I mean, just the concept of it, you know, the mortgage backed derivatives uh, and mortgage backed securities rather, and the derivatives that you buy on them. <laughs> um, I mean, but they're also right. tied and very much to the information, like the computer systems that made them possible absolutely. and the information technologies that made them possible. So, the,
1: the, those, the computer, the ability to just move that much information, you know, that was behind all this stuff, whether yeah. it was good information or bad information, that was all provided by the information technologies. So it wouldn't have been possible 30 years before that.
0: Yeah you also have a kind of an interesting, have had an interesting view on, on things because you've worked in the NGO world, right, on on sort of clean energy and energy politics. And so you've, I don't know, you've kind of like been interfacing with, I don't know, with like the actually functioning democratic system, you know, political system in our society from these different ways. And and so, you know, um, I mean, so that's, so I guess, a, a, and oh, and also you have a, a great book, a collection of essays that you put out in, I think, 2017 called um, Of By Four, the New Politics of Money, Debt, and Democracy, and you now have uh, recently launched the newsletter that you're, you know, sort of try, trying to write about all these different things uh, on these topics, and I, I highly recommend people subscribe to it, and I'll provide and I'll, uh, the Life I'll in the
2: 21st Century. Yeah, Life
0: in the 21st Century, exactly. So anyway, so that's a brief uh, little introduction. Uh, I think we'll ho- hopefully we'll expand on it a bit as we go on, but again, thanks. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you guys very much. It's a pleasure.
0: Um, so, I don't know, maybe we, yeah, yeah, yeah you want to say something?
2: I, I feel like the, even the, the phrase, even though it's so simple, politics of technology, already sounds contentious to certain people, because <laughs> from what I kind of, I don't know, not grew up around, but sort of just the, the feeling around is that they, many people try to say that technology is not political. And completely dissociated from even idea that it can be political.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's in general the that's in general the 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 you know the consensus view of things. And right. And it's like it's I, and I I could never understand it. You know, I mean, my first you know I just got my first thing mm-hmm. was you know when I was thirteen years old that was the first oil uh, shock. Um, <clears throat> I was twelve years old actually. That was the first oil shock, and that was the first time that life day-to-day life in America changed, you know, in 12 years. I mean, I was only 12, but still, Mm -hmm. it's still one of the biggest times. And so from the very beginning, I I thought, well, this is important because nothing else has changed anything like this, you know? And so from that, from then on, I started, you know, going okay this is all very important like oil is very very important everything about oil is important you know and then you get into you know from that just got into more and more technologies you know computers were really starting to go as i was growing up and so it just it just all went but Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that the consensus, especially among pol- politi- pol- uh, you know political people or historians and all the social, all most of the social people is well, technology is, you know, it's neutral. It doesn't right. really mean anything. But once you introduce a technology in the sun, it changes everything. And so everything that you're doing around that technology is dependent on that technology. So you have to understand what that technology does and 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 how do you form it so whatever you want out of it you can get. Otherwise the technology is just gonna run things.
2: Right, and that's exactly what I'm curious about. So even saying it, as you said, just <laughs> politics of technology is already right, kind of triggering to some, I believe, right, because you you're saying there's politics in it. No
1: doubt, <laughs> absolutely, no doubt.
2: Yeah, and it's intriguing to me again because like I'm a bit younger than you. I kind of grew up around like people excited about internet and family members working for Google or stuff like that, or being like computer programmer is considered a desirable and a very neutral, let's say, profession, like simple stuff like that. Very mundane, and I I was I didn't have a particular viewpoint like like you did about this, but I definitely sensed that something was off about it. Basically, do you think that this separation of politics from technology is it an intention on the part of some I don't know some small <laughs> conspiring elite, or is it some sort of you know just things happen? People are stupid, so we why why is it that way?
1: Yeah. you're going to get me in trouble. Um, But uh, give us the name. It starts with a J.
0: (laughs) No, no, I'm not
1: a big, I'm not a big believer in, uh, you know, small conspiracies. The Jesuits. Jesuits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. History shows the conspiracies, the greatest conspiracies happen in the wide open. You know, everything that like, you know, they're wide open. What's going on, you know? So, and, and so with this, it's just more and I, I just read this book a couple weeks ago and it kind of put it through is that for our era and you know, then before that, you know, I mean, technology used to be like, you know, there was a certain sacredness to it, like two and 3000 years ago, you know, when they were doing different things for, uh, you know, like control the calendar, control the calendar was always done by the priests and the, the emperors and the Kings, you know, they, they controlled that information. Control of information has always been part of how, uh, you know, the top of a society can keep control of the rest of society. And then, um, You know, and then, and so then technology, then with industrialization, and I just kind of figured this out is that, you know, technology just became business and really all of industrialization is technology, you know? And so it just became business. And then the value of it was how value it was was how much money you could make off it. So if it made a lot of money, that meant it was good. And, And then there was very little talk about what to do. And then we, We have a certain, I don't know what you want to call it, but, you know, technology is very seductive. And once something comes and people like it, it just kind of moves on its own and, and just kind of, you know, takes everything. And if you don't, if you don't look at the larger picture of what technology is doing and how it's doing it, then you get the people who understand the technology best, who decide how it's going to be used and how you're going to implement it. And that's not good because you're talking about things that are changing every aspect of life. And like for computers right now, you know, Oh, this guy knows how to code. And let me tell you, a lot of coders I've met, they don't know much else about anything besides coding. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the most, most there, of them. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm.
0: say most of them. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, and so, so the biggest example of this is social media, social media made by a bunch of asocial people. It's like a pretty crap, um, you know, the big things that have come out of it have been pretty crap. but. No one understands the technology, so they can't say, well, we should be doing this. And if you've ever dealt with these guys, you know, they're, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't. I mean, you know, doing software from 40 years ago, you know, the guys were always going, oh, no, no, you can't do that. No, this is how you just have to do it like this. (laughs) And like you had to form your, you know, whatever you were doing around however the software was written, you know. So but the, the, the point is, is that, you know, this technology comes in and it starts changing the environments around it. And if the society as a whole doesn't have some kind of understanding about how this technology works and how it should be implemented, then just the people who understand understand the technology, they're the ones that are going to be moving it forward and doing everything with it. And then you're going to get a, you know, a society that's based on the technology, not (laughs) technology that is, you know, facilitating or helping the uh, society in any way. Well, yeah, that's where we're at and the and the biggest example, and I'll just, and the biggest example of that, of course, is the automobile and people don't even think about it. I mean, I've t- tried to talk about automobile with Americans since the oil, you know, for 40 years mm-hmm. and people don't even think about it because it's like, this is life. You know, it's like a fish in, in the fishbowl, you know, what are you talking about water? This is, <laughs> this is water.
0: Oh, well, we you know, think so about it. So that's what it's like, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you 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 know, it's 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 limited, and, and I have seen a lot of for the first time, you know, you know, people like in their 20s and stuff have started for the first time of Americans in my life where they have started questioning automobiles. It's really but literally that,
0: people are too poor to drive now. You know, <laughs> it's basically yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly,
1: exactly. It's like and that's
0: affol- the biggest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, right. and, and, and unfortunately, that is the biggest cause. I, I, no, but it's a,
0: but there is a resurgence. I mean, very, I mean, just even in my in my own lifetime, um, I mean, the amount of just because I you know I grew up in San Francisco, right, which is a very which is a very you know it's a, it's car dominated city, but it's also if things are just tweaked a little bit, it can be made into a very. It's a, it's a it's a city that's you know it's basically a pre car city right so it was designed before the car uh, right. came about and in fact you know the like apartment that we right. yeah right. like the apartment that we live in the apartment building that we live in it's a Victorian era apartment building right and they were built without um, garages and so m- our building and you know not every building but most of other buildings in the neighborhood you know they they dug out garages out of the basements right so they have like these really small garages that like angle at a really steep uh, incline. Or decline into into the basement, basically. But it's funny. So like, the, the, all these buildings were modified for the for the car, right? Um, but so it's a pretty car city. So it's easy to modify it back into a into into an, into kind of an anti-car or more of a pedestrian or or a cyclist kind of environment. But even here, even growing up here, I mean, uh, uh, bike culture has you know exploded on a, on a level that I hadn't seen when I was growing up here and I was a kid here. I mean, I I biked all the time. Um, I biked, you know, and when I was in college or after college, uh, I I had a bike and uh, maybe you know, that's uh, why
2: I like democracy.
0: And, uh, and but 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 so so there's a lot more you know bicyclists out out on yeah. the streets. But like for San Francisco, it's easy because it's such a small city. It's it's pleasant to bike here. You know, it's easily right. modifiable. Uh, I mean, you know, when if you live in L.A. or in any suburb, it's like you know you realize how yeah the the the, the control that this technology. Uh, wields on society. It's yeah. like, and it, it's it's such an iron control.
1: Right. It structured the whole suburbs. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't escape yeah, yeah, it. Basically. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's why for years, and I kind of figured it out about a dozen years ago because I was always telling people, you know, we don't have to have cars. You know, we can yeah. do this differently, and or you know, at least we could become much less dependent on cars and you know and then i finally realized people always thought i was crazy and then i figured out because <laughs> so they can't they can't imagine not living life without a car because the car's a necessity to you know half of their lives so like, how, do, how am I supposed to do this? And, yeah. you know, so I, I, I understand that more. So it's hard. It's very difficult, very difficult proposition. No,
0: no, if you, and if you live in the suburbs, people. I mean, it's, it's actually impossible. I mean, you, you know what's
2: funny? Growing up in Moscow, which is like, like a policy. There you can definitely live without a car. I, I lived without a car. My mom never had a car. I grew up with my mom. But um, the car there is funny. was considered not just a necessity because it's not a necessity, but um, like a point, like a status symbol like a version of yeah. luxury which is yeah. ridiculous which is in the
0: Soviet Union it also was
2: yeah but in Soviet Union it was hard to buy them even if you had money like um, yeah. it was hard to buy them because they were like long um, kind of lines uh, yeah they weren't wait, producing yeah. enough yeah they weren't producing I guess enough for just um, for, for all families to own them, to have them even the ones who could afford them but anyway yeah so the status symbol and the, the more I live and I live in America for almost a decade it's so ridiculous I can't believe it's a status symbol because it's um, just uh, it's an, like an some kind of like a technology of enslavement and maybe if you have a chauffeur yeah, well, and, and then yes it's just like yeah. then it's a status symbol if i have if, a yeah, chauffeur you have driving you around a, basically then yeah okay only then, maybe, then. Yeah. i don't even care if it's an expensive car if i have to drive it that's not a status symbol if someone drives me then i can, <laughs> it's I can very
0: un-american it's, it's un-american what i'm American, saying right yes <laughs> you need to yeah, you need absolutely, to be, you, absolutely you need to have your you know thousand dollar a month you know car payment on uh, a car that you can't afford, you know, and in the, in the and a car that you really them. worry about every scratch that he gets, obsessively obsessively wash it all the time, you know? Speaking of water and, you know, in, in California.
2: <laughs> but you know, Joe, I'm I'm yeah. curious because you mentioned that you actually realized that this like the political aspect of technology very early on as a kid because of the oil. Uh, could you el- elaborate on that?
1: Well, you just uh, yeah, I mean, I, I from that point on, I kind of realized that and which is <laughs> uh, I mean, a whole other i mean because one of the other things i've talked about oil a lot longer than i've talked about uh technology Mm -hmm. you know you're talking about like how people don't want to deal with oil i mean it's just as much as technology i mean you know oil is you know again it's like a fish in water what are you talking about this is oil and the one of the things is that americans have a very hard time to get so the other part of this was okay, so all this technology is very resource intensive and it has been from the beginning because that was good, right? Because industrialization was about using more resources and the more resources we could use and the better the economy was, more people worked. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a self, you know, generating, uh, you know, just um, uh, cornucopia, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> so it's, um, so so with oil, you know, in in in, in right, right around say 1970 and 1989. Just to tie this together, what I came to understand was, I used to read all the IMF reports and these UN economic reports. I used to like spend a lot of time reading these things. It's know? like what is a 13 and, year old? <laughs> but, no, more like about 19, 20 years old. I oh wow! Doing that.
0: Yeah, because you that okay?
1: But yeah. when I was in when when the oil crisis happened, I read everything. And, you know, my brother was older than me. We used to get Time magazine. My mom used to get like two newspapers a day. So I read everything I could about oil, you know, and and it was pretty much convinced me as a 12 year old that, okay, oil is a limited resource. And at some point it's going to become less supply and very expensive. That that was going to come at some point. And a lot of people were talking about that in the seventies and, you know, then they stopped when Reagan got in. Um, but the, the, point I was going to make on uh, so that was led all into this. And then you start reading these reports and, you know, in the 1980s, America was 5% of the world and we use 25% of the world's resources. Insane. And that was one of the reasons yeah. I was with the, you know, the whole globalization thing and everything like that. It's like the world can't live like Americans because <laughs> we use way too much of everything. So there's not enough for the rest of the world to live like Americans. So if you're going and telling the rest of the world they can live like Americans, that's just simply not true. And and the Americans
0: and live like shit in a way because all they have is just these giant gas-guzzling cars and these giant, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, maybe they have, like, some kind of material abundance, but they're, you know. Quality extreme, of life
2: is low. Yeah, extreme
0: poverty of, of, like, social relations and friends and, like, and anything that actually like makes, life meaningful. <laughs> well, the fat, right. Yeah.
1: The value is based on more. Just yeah. uh, the value is more. That's what it is. You know, like, look, the stock market goes up. That's what good. we all want. Yeah, GDP good. goes up. That's what we all want, you know. So <laughs> that's how our value system always is. Yeah, but you know? Americans
2: and, have little free time. No one measures that somehow in this economic. economic free time uh, uh, can,
0: can't give you more. Right. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. You can't yeah. produce stuff well, free time. Well, I mean,
1: how the economy has changed in 40 years, too, is quite, I mean, which is a I mean, but part of it is the, the technology of it, but the economy has just changed immensely, and the biggest thing that's happened, and that nobody since '73, since the first oil shock, is the bottom in America has increased, and the top has gotten more and more concentrated with wealth. That's it, and the middle has shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. That there, there's that that's a number that just goes for the last 50 years since it's now 50 years since, uh, since 73. Basically your whole, your whole life. The bottom's yeah. Going, yeah. 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 And every time there's like a recession or a financial thing, more people get thrown off the bus and the middle gets squeezed more and wealth becomes more concentrated. Every number you look at, that is the case. There's, it's, it's not. There's no exception, and that's all been happening for, you know, 50 years, and nobody wants to talk about it. You know, well, the political class doesn't want to talk about that. You know, you know, yeah. until you know, Trump was the first one to actually start talking about it in about 20 years.
0: Bernie talked about it, but you, I know yeah, you, well, I know you're pretty yeah. critical of Bernie. Um, you know, I mean, because because he, you know, because he was like the last. Um, I mean, what did you call him? Like he was just the last kind of echo of the of of the se- of the I don't know of, of of the '60s or the '70s or something, you know. Like, uh, but he he talked about it, but he always but he talked about it in this way that I don't know, like it's as if he wants to, I don't know, like it's it's this make America great again, it, it, but just sort of the the kind of the the new the New Deal version of it, right? I mean, that's what he was in essence, in essence. Um.
1: Yeah, he was like an old New Dealer who, for some reason. I mean, I know people like this, so I don't like hung on to the label of also being a socialist, but he wasn't he was like a new dealer that yeah. he was, you know, and all the old new dealers are gone now. There's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's just all past, you know, Larry Goodwin told me once uh, the populist uh, who wrote the populist moment <laughs> so the New Deal was just a. Uh, uh, deal between the federal government, the oil companies and the um, banks. <laughs> which is which is funny, which is funny, but and Larry was in the to his credit, Larry was a very big new dealer. I mean more than more so than I he was a very big new dealer. Yeah. But there's some truth to that, you know, I mean that's <laughs> you know, it was reactionary. Uh, so I mean look, I, I don't think that our politics is at this point in any way, shape or form dealing with where the world is at. And um and, and what Bernie is, Bernie's just the other side of the coin of, you know, the, the conservatives of going, oh, we're going to go back to bring you the future, you know, and we'll bring and, you know, we'll bring back 1950s America. Yes. No one's bringing back 1950s America. I mean, and this I'm talking from a material prosperity thing. That's not going to happen. And nobody's yeah. talking about, well, how we do things differently. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why Elon Musk is so popular, because. Oh, we don't have to do global warming. We could just ride electric cars. We don't have to do anything. And go to Mars. <laughs> we yeah. Just ride right. electric cars. Yeah, so it's it's keeping what things are, you know, and Exactly. as, you know, you said and uh, you know, everything is changing underneath all this and our politics is still not dealing with it at all. We're, we have, you know, it's it's all uh it, it, it's all some kind of nostalgia
0: it's also like why i think nuclear power is suddenly becoming cool again you know it's because it's it offers the, the the sort of the plug and play like you know like the electric car is can like sort of keep you know so you know supposedly save the environment while not changing anything at all You're just plugging in a different kind of you know, basically a different kind of engine. Yeah, and you know? there's a lot of- And there's the nuclear, a of, the nuclear uh, power stuff is, is similar, right? Because it's all, it, you don't need to change anything. You just get, you, you kind of, you know, you turn on again that too cheap two meter, you know, a dream. Yeah.
1: Right. So there's, look, there's three things about nuclear power that are problematic. It's run by very small elite people who then control the whole power system. It's anti-democratic. Yeah, Totally, yeah. Yeah. Two, more than anti-democratic. It's like, you know, you could control the electric system and that's it. Then (laughs) two, there's still nothing to do with the waste. Yeah. Three, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, they're not out of control, you know, but they're, you know, the safety factors and when one goes bad, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. And now I will add a fourth one, which we're seeing in Ukraine and Russia building, uh, nukes is like building dirty bombs all across your territory yes. okay someone can blow one up one day and all of a sudden there you, you got a whole you've got radiation all over the place
0: no exactly like in the in a, in a conflict zone it's like at least a, a refinery an oil refinery. you just you just turn it off and you know that's it <laughs> with this thing it's like right there's so nothing, you, yeah there's nothing yeah, you can yeah do. all of a sudden yeah, someone yeah.
1: blows that up yeah so that one goes in ukraine and that's going to be a, a major disaster for both russia and ukraine and, and for the rest um, of the, and for europe you know, and the rest so, of the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah for everybody and, and and so you know it's just like it's not even localized yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I, I was telling someone the other day i said you know well we still love war so we can't have nukes
0: and plus my my, my bet is on more wars you know uh happening in the near future than less wars happening in the near future so uh, uh just well, because not, just because just because of the you know i don't know like of the of the instability that's going to be happening with the climate. I mean, there's another thing with, you know, with the the connection between nukes and the environment, which is that you know, a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these nuclear stations re- re- require like a, r- a river. You know, and water sources, a huge amount of water. Oh yeah, actually.
1: absolutely. All, all the all the big electricity generation stations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but
0: then, but you know, if a coal po- if a coal plant or whatever, you know, it doesn't have water. I mean, it's not like you're not going to have a critical meltdown, basically, of of of, of the new reactor. You know, in, in and in, in a kind of in a Chernobyl like uh, explosion. Exactly. Again, yeah.
1: the safety issue is not is not. You know, everybody wants to go and say. Yeah. Oh, there's only been so many plants that have problems, but okay, so if you, you know, quadruple the amount of nukes, then you have quadrupled the amount of problems that we've already had, you know, so the, which are, and the thing is, is when one does go, it's, it's not like, you know, you spilled a glass of water. It's, it can be very problematic, right?
0: <laughs> it doesn't, no, no you I, know, I, and that, but the, well, the reason I, I mentioned nukes is because, again, it's to go back to your thing. It's about this sort of the reactionary conservative um Tre- occurrence in in basically on both sides of the uh, of the political spectrum so on the I guess you can like define Bernie as the most radical kind of uh, uh, p- possibility you know that sort of kind of more or less electable right or more or less electorally possible because he was you know he came fairly close for a president for 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 someone you know gunning for the presidency right um and you know a lot of people did support I'm,
1: him I'm not sure that I'm not well, sure that well I mean Bernie it, it's in within before. the realm of possibility, just because it's yeah. just because, just because of Bernie himself so well no no I get
0: please. you but I mean but in terms of but then he has the the, the that <laughs> this is this is why like you know I've never really been happy with him it is he has a he has a make America great again kind of vibe just on sort of the the, the good side Of that, of that, of that, right? Like to make you know, so the middle class could be, um, the middle class can be, uh, can live better again. You know, you don't have to work two jobs in a household to just make basic ends meet. You know, not everyone's going to be in debt. Like sort of again, the world that he grew up in. The, the post New Deal world, right? The post New Deal, post New America. But right, like but you you're said,
1: you're gonna have to do a lot more things and new programs in D.C. You know, that's the deal. It's a, that all requires great, much greater change.
0: And the technolo- and and I think fundamentally, you know, w- w- what you're saying is is that fundamentally the technology that underpinned that prosperity, which is cheap oil, right? Um, yeah. That you could just burn off. I mean, I'm just still shocked by the. You know, like I still caught the tail end of it a little bit. I mean, I've seen at least those cars on the road. You don't see them on the road very much. It's like the kind of the the 19 like 60s and 1970s Cadillacs. You know, um, like yeah. I mean, the size of those things. I mean, they were just burning oil like this oil. You know, that's like the most precious thing in on Earth. Basically, is <laughs> like. They're just burning it, just burning it for no for no reason, for no reason whatsoever, um, just the types of cars. And so the oil was so cheap and abundant back, you know, when Bernie was a kid and and, and yeah. that, that like you can't return back to that. Yeah. Right.
1: And so then you've got a society that's based on cheap oil. And so you're not going to just unplug from there and plug into different uh, energy technologies and keep the same thing going. See, yes. That's what everybody wants, you know, and understand, yes. you know, there's there's trillions of dollars, uh, you know, invested and in, in that way of doing things. And they, nobody, no one there wants to hear about how, well, you know, this isn't going to work anymore. You got to do things differently. Yeah. And so, you, you know, and I've, I've supported renewables the whole time <laughs> for 50 years about, and but it was always <laughs> like, okay, there we can get energy, but we got to readjust society around that energy we're getting, right? And yeah. so now you hear all, all these people coming out against renewables and they go, well, it won't be able to do this to do that. And they're right. Yeah, you're right. So how are we going to do this differently then? You got to think differently, you know, and, and we're still nowhere near that. And so now it's just starting to get cut off. So people yeah. are going to be forced to start thinking differently.
2: But I'm curious, like still on the mainstream level, since I'm not too knowledgeable about this, I don't understand why it's considered to even talk about this, about technology or oil or just cr- criticize all this. Why is it considered some kind of like radical or super progressive left-wing agenda? Isn't it like in everyone's kind of interest to just like yeah, life, it's life preservation? Everybody's. Yeah, it just there's nothing even super radical well, about
0: it. Yeah, because the whole system is built on top of it, and everyone's power depends on it, right? Like I
2: can
1: say politically, <clears throat> politically there was like uh, in the '70s when then you know people were actually so like one thing, right? Notice this latest <laughs> energy rise. Not one peep from anyone about conservation or efficiency. You know, not one peep. And whereas Jimmy Carter, Jerry Brown, governor of California at that point, and a couple others were really big on to it. And one of the reasons was uh, you don't hear about this stuff anymore. Because Democrats don't learn anything, and when they do learn something, they usually learn the wrong thing. And so, <laughs> what they lost, what they learned from Carter's thing is, we don't talk about oil, we don't talk about conservation. I'm telling you, like, is that like making sacrifice? Yeah, go, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, because he got whacked. You know, I mean, he got killed by no. Reagan, but the so only they time they won't. talk about this stuff is yeah, is Joe Biden
0: saying that we have to like you know pay for the war in Ukraine basically. You know, <laughs> that like we got to like tighten yeah, well, our belts. no he's
1: for- saying that, but he ain't doing anything about it. No, of course doesn't. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a, I'm telling you, that was a big, and you probably don't really understand like how big a lesson that was, but I'm just telling you by the eighties and then Reagan came in and then everything like the shift in American politics on the conventional, you know, the mainstream kind of thing was gigantic under Reagan and it never came back. And, um, and not that it could come back because what, I mean, what the seventies, a lot of the seventies about remember like the seventies, That was the end of the New Deal era. Right. So the New Deal ran America for basically 40 years, you know, and like Nixon said in uh, 69, 70, you know, we're all Keynesians now. (laughs) And Nixon was actually like a really progressive uh, um, uh, domestic domestic politician. I mean, he gave him he gave him everything because the Congress was all controlled by the Democrats still. And then the '70s came in, and so remember, the whole New Deal was about fighting the depression. That's what everything came in, and that was about bringing up demand and 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 and, and making things you know move faster. Where inflation came in the '70s, which was anti-New Deal. The, the New Deal wasn't about inflation, so everybody was—it's like now everybody was like, "Well, what do we do about this? You know, what do we do about this?" and and, and they didn't know, and then they all got swept out and Reagan came in and everything changed. But one of the things that came with Reagan was we didn't talk, nobody talked about oil anymore. I remember asking this guy in Sacramento, big energy guy in Sacramento about uh, 20 years ago, cause I was trying to, I was like, you know, I, wanted to, I, I cause I still always wanted to do about oil. I was like, I want to do oil. You know, is there any kind of like, is anyone giving money for oil? And he's like, "Uh, you know, there was this one foundation in New York at one point who was given a little, (laughs) you check about that. But no one even gave money for oil, you know? Like to like, you mean like to start to, yeah. Rockefeller, you get Rockefeller and Pew are the big foundations and they're all oil money.
0: You mean, yeah, like no one would fund any kind of work that would look at, you know, any kind of critical approach to dealing with oil dependence, basically. Or or
1: not just critical, but like, okay, how are we going to do this so that we can all use less oil? Yes. Nobody's wanted to talk about that my whole life since the '70s. In the '70s, it happened, and then and then for 40 years, no one's want to talk about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they 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 did. They made cars more fuel it's efficient. It's kind of incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and then we blew up the Middle East. You know, yeah. then we spent 30 years blowing up the Middle East, which is the biggest supply of what's left of oil on the planet. Yeah. And we blew that up to you know. I to control it. Is that what you call it? Is, <laughs> I don't
0: even know what they did, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but you know, that, that <laughs> was our oil policy.
0: Yeah, no, and, and, and so, so, and you know, and I think to, to answer, to, to like, to return to Eugenia's question, you know, which I think is a good one, like, even to discuss, like, alternative, I mean, I get this, you know, we get this, both of us, I think, get this from sort of whatever, you know, the this, the left doesn't really exist, I mean, there's like, it's online, I guess, there's people online who are leftists, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, people who are like, sort of in the media world, who are, uh, you know, active le- vir- leftists. It's
1: a virtual, it's a virtual leftist. It's a total to <laughs> virtual left.
0: but there's some kind of, you know, some kind of <laughs> articles being written, you know, and some kind of uh, fights being fought on Twitter and Facebook, you know? <laughs>
2: Um, you no, know, which is you
0: know, it, it, you know, you gotta hash these things out somewhere. I mean, it's like you know, Lenin, um, for many years, you know, fought with all you know the rest of, you know, different flanks of the of the party, you know, for years and years, you know, um, in their in their own, in their own version of Facebook, I guess, uh, and and Twitter Twitter flames. Um, but like you know, w- the, w- the, there's a kind of a what, the stuff that we're talking about now is a, is very marginal on the, on the left, you know. Sort of on the so on the so called left, uh, because what, what again what people want and 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 what get, pe- people get really upset when you when you start to question this or start to talk about alternatives. So they want essentially a return to. I mean, I. To me, it seems like yeah, like the 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 New Deal, where you know you sort of the sort of industrial greatness in America, um, and and because of course oil is not you know people realize that cheap oil is not around anymore. If they if you know if they think about this stuff at all, then that the only alternative basically is nuclear energy, and if you say well look maybe we just should, shouldn't use this shitty energy, it's really bad. Like it's it's not on all levels. It's 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 it's. It's not good. It's expensive. Actually, it's very costly to maintain. It takes forever to build these things. There aren't enough of them to supply demand. Even you know nearly, and it won't be enough to you know for decades. If even if you start building a building mall now, like just changing society. So actually restructuring society that we live better, fuller lives, and you know, and um, work less, produce less, consume less, uh, contemplate and, more, and, yeah, actually and like, Joe and like wrote live about within this. you know mm. the some kind of other kind of um, and uh, um right, energy, um, um, like energy supply, like be constrained by it, you know, to be constrained by it, you know, this idea of constraints and, on and, and something different, it's like, it's like it gets people fucking so angry. I mean, it's actually kind of shocking. Like, if you, I mean, just for my own, I mean, I was shocked. Yeah. I remember like posting something critical of nuclear energy on Facebook, thinking, you know, I never really talk about this stuff, but thinking that it would just be, I would, I mean, it was like I just got, wait, no, I dist-
2: remember it very well. The, the response was ridiculous. You just wrote one sentence, I get a sense, like that's how you phrase it, <laughs> yeah. I think, close to that. I get a sense people are positive or yeah, something. Yeah, people
0: are like, like, yeah, like nukes pers- here. Yeah. And that's it. Well, my, like all the people. Who follow me, I guess, on Facebook or pro nuclear energy. And they're like,
2: what do you mean positive? Yeah, <laughs> It's what like you it's basically mean, you, you, don't like you them? get
0: called <laughs> immediately, you call you'll get like an eco-fascist because what you're saying is like when you're when you like stuff if you say things like what you're saying now, uh, which is that, you know, not the world the whole world cannot live like nineteen fifties America or even nineteen nineties America or even two thousand and twenty America, right? Like it can't live like yeah, that. And if it does live absolutely. like that, it's over. It's just over. You <laughs> know? I mean,
2: right. and America it's basically impossible. It America. is
0: impossible. It's actually yeah. impossible. If yeah.
1: we're down to we're down to now uh somewhere above depending on what numbers you want to believe about world population, but say like somewhere in the four percent of population, not five, where we were forty years ago mm-hmm. and we're using twenty-one percent of the world's resources. This is insane. And the big change has been China. Yeah. And then China's a lot of trying those to do resources the resources yeah, that go yeah. into China come out to us too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So what what the number is is still uh, you know. Look if the whole world the Chinese, and also, you know, so they went the wrong way. So the Chinese are use one-fifth of the oil per capita that the United States uses. If we and China use uh, oil at the same level as America, there's no more oil for anybody else. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right. So these numbers were always there, and you try to show them to people, and they just, you know, because you get like, you know, Shell and BP and gm and everyone i don't worry about it these guys are cranks <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> you know we're gonna be doing this forever we're gonna
0: find new oils yeah we're gonna find new sources of oil yeah
2: how china can be a future if this is what they're this doing is a, I
0: mean, this is the yeah this is a problem you know yeah, yeah i mean no, china is it's like not basically gonna, china's yeah,
2: not gonna happen no
0: yeah it's just not gonna <laughs> happen yeah. got
1: china went china went in uh, you know when nixon went to china then um, david rockefeller where was he at he was at chase so on like July 4th, 1973 or 74, he, the Chase releases a statement saying that they will now be the official bank of the Bank of China in the United <laughs> States. This was 1974. <laughs> so they went and, you know, and, and not, this is like, not to say, you know, banks got no problems and not that they were all, you know, evil or anything, but they went and showed the Chinese what they knew how to do. Let's build roads, <laughs> make cars, and you know make other stuff. That's what they did, and that's what the Chinese did. And you know, uh, the Chinese got a lot of problems. You know, the Chinese still half the population is subsistence farmers, so they're it's a different it's a different place than here for sure.
0: But but it's trying to rapidly rapidly modernize and to bring bring as many people into the sort of the. The modernist world is possible, as I understand it. I mean, I've, you know, it's, I'm actually modern.
1: Modern's a good word. Modern, like, I look at modern and, you know, modern was industrialization.
0: Yes, exactly. And we got to
1: get beyond, we got to get beyond industrial. And then part of it is, right, when you tell people, okay, we got to change how we do things, everything in them from when they were born is like, well, this is the good life. This is how the good life works, you know? And so telling them, well, you're going to get less of that, that means I'm going to have less of a good life. And then, Most people have not been developed their ability to think abstractly and go, okay, you know, well, we can do this differently and it actually could be better if you did this, this, and this. Like you guys are saying, you know, have more time to do this and more time to actually be part of the decision making process, right? Because that's that's what really has to happen with democracy is the decision making process for this life today is highly concentrated. You know, it's either in DC or yeah. it's in boardrooms of a few corporations, you know, where most Americans don't make any decisions, you know, except for, right. you know, yeah, like with lost that one co- 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 couple society. times a
0: year, yeah, you go out and do your, you know, stamp, you know, stamp the card. You know, all these people talk about democracy and all that stuff, but if for any kind of democracy to work, you have to, people have to have actually quite a lot of time to be involved in and and not think, just, you know, right. in voting, but actually in, yeah in like, you know, in, in, in running their life, you know, in running the, the, and, and in, in taking part in the r- collective sort of running and management of society, right? <laughs> it's just, and it doesn't happen.
1: Right. And what's been lost in America, which is, is just really terrible, and <laughs> from the cultural revolution this got destroyed, was America was, in the 19th century, the biggest functioning agrarian republic that the world had ever seen, you know, and, um, you know, and so don't leave out the slave states. And I know as soon as you say that everyone goes, but anyway, leave out the whole thing, you know, read the Tocqueville. No one reads the Tocqueville. It was amazing. You know, and what the Tocqueville said, get to both of your guys' points here is in that whole infrastructure has been destroyed, which was the associations. And he said, Americans create associations for anything. As soon as there is a problem, they say, let's call a meeting. <laughs> and, you know, democracy was at the county level, you know, state level less so. And then D.C. was always about taking the power away from everywhere else and putting it in D.C. That's what the history of D.C. has been for 200 years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so now you have instead of like you guys are talking where we can't even talk to each other about anything i mean americans can't talk to each other about anything and part of it is because the tc culture wants that split you know it wants you to keep just you know fighting everybody instead of like you know there was the old nike revolution in Byzantine. i don't know if you guys did this under um constantine and uh 500
0: don't know much about it
1: and the chariot races, you know, they used to be, there used to be like blue and red teams in the chariots and the sides would be split and it went through the whole culture, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, and then all of a sudden uh, one day when things were starting to get thing, instead of starting to point at each other, they all started pointing at the imperial box. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then that was it. There was like a week of total turmoil, you know, until they put it down. But you know, that's what it is. It's like we don't know how to talk. We don't have there's no democratic infrastructure. You know, elections are only one part of the process. You need a whole infrastructure underneath right. that where people are talking to each other about what's going on and what should be done and da 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 before you have an election. And we don't have that at all. But you know, instead
2: have- everyone just cares about like landscaping and fixing their houses it seems like yeah it's like a house obsessed culture i know it sounds like as if how is it connected but to me it seems like everyone who's an adult living here all they care about <laughs> most of their i don't know year is something connected to the house taxes and the car and also Isn't like taking
0: vacations. Yeah. taking vacations yeah and taking vacations yeah in only two weeks we've made
1: people's identities you know and it's a that's a uh a word that gets used a lot that's Mm -hmm. everybody's identities is tied to their private life. No one has a public identity anymore. Right. No one's a citizen. No one thinks they're a citizen. You know, half the country votes on election. If, not even half vote on election day you know but it, and then that's it that's in the and best in the best case, case, case scenario half for, vote yeah
0: <laughs>
2: yeah but i think there's also suspicion of a public identity you no know? there's like a suspicion because if no no as if it's a trickery it's only to lie and to like sway people right. uh, and be elected in the office and then like steal or whatever i'm not simplifying but there's like a huge suspicion of anyone having any kind of good faith in creating public identity as if private is the only
1: because what is public right now is i mean because is what is public right now is like you know um suspect at best i mean you right. know, so it's like it's very hard you go, why do you want to be part of that i understand exactly you know i but so but you got to create something new and it's, it's not easy but it you know but the thing about it is is history shows across everything you know from the uh the, the soviets you know and the soviets in, uh-huh. in 1917 you know they they came up from the bottom and they just got created. You know, the Bolsheviks took over the Soviets. The Soviets were not a Bo- uh, Bolshevik convention. They took no. over the Soviets. No, yeah.
2: the, and um, kind of destroyed you
1: know, democracy whole, in
0: a way. And then, and then centralized it and controlled it, yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. right. in the, in the, in the civil rights movement, you know, it was all in the black churches. Everybody wants to look at King's speech in Washington. Well, it was, civil rights movement was all the black churches. That's where everybody met and talked for a decade, mm-hmm. you know, and got everything moving. Poland, solidarity, same thing. You know, it all came from the, the, the workers in Gdansk coming together. So, you know, it's hard, but it's in and, and and people can lose the, the ability uh, to do democracy, but it can come back. And but like you guys said, it takes time and it takes effort. And it takes a special
0: and, it takes special circumstances, you know. Yeah,
2: um, but you know, I'm curious because you you thought about it for quite a while, and um, I read your Substack post. So I think you uh, did you uh, title it um, "Anxiety of Modernity." Uh huh. You kind of talk about how this idea maybe comes from the technology we all adopted in this fast life and the oil fast fossil fuels that like basically underpinning all that, that somehow contemplation, this thing that we I mean, I should talk about as a kind of good thing, a desirable thing, like free time, stuff like that that you need to contemplate basically, is considered weak, right? And any action, yeah. you write like even detrimental one, is considered strong. And even this dichotomy, like strong, weak, it just... It's just super weird to me. I don't know. Can you talk about it? Because I, I definitely feel you're, you're very much right. I just never necessarily thought in this terms. And you know, also, I don't know what's like an American kind of take on it, because I guess it's a very American ideology too, fast action.
1: America is, uh, if you go back like to uh, <laughs> the ancient cultures, like America is very much like Rome as opposed mm-hmm. to Greece, right? Where Greece was like, you know, the big intellectual philosophical, mm-hmm. and actually, when the Romans took over Greece, you know, about 200 BC, that was kind of the end of Rome. <laughs> it's up, story Where the Romans were just like, let's get something done. We'll build some roads and go <laughs> kick some ass, and this is what we're gonna do. And and that's how they built the whole empire, you know. Uh-huh. And then, um, so we're very much like that, where you know, um, we 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 haven't been very thoughtful about a lot of things, in um, and then on top of it comes this technology, this new technology, right. And that technology starts speeding things up. Like if you read, uh, uh, U S grants memoirs, which are, are great. If you, if you've never read, I mean, you, they're just great, but he talked about like in 1840s, uh, or 1830s when he's going from Ohio to West point and he's on his first train and he goes, he's, uh, he's traveling at 20 miles per hour and he's like this is a speed of you know no one could ever consider this speed <laughs> going." he's like traveling <laughs> tra- time traveling basically
0: yeah because he was like yeah, traveling yeah. To exactly the future.
1: i can't remember his exact where his exact words are much better than what i just said and i should have pulled it up but i, I remember that too yeah because i because um, i
0: because I, he was like yeah, you know, yeah. I, if I, maybe i'm getting it wrong too and remember because it's been a over, you know over 10 years since i've read it but it was something like he was like it was like he was moving so fast that he was like traveling to the future, so, you know, like because it, like, yeah, yeah. it, it was like yeah yeah a compression like, uh, it was of a time great, yeah it was a compression of time yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it's a great it's a great uh, thing Grant's memoirs he, he was a very I've become I've come to become a big Grant fan over the years even even though he's probably responsible for killing more Americans than any other person but um, he's uh, uh, <laughs> he was an amazing character and um, so. As you get, so there you get, you know, coal and steam, and then you get electricity, and then you get oil, and you get the automobile. So everything is starting to speed up. So the technology starts setting the speed of the culture. And now we're in this time with this information technology where we're at the speed of light. And so there's this sense of like, everything's got to move and everything, and you got to get things done really fast and everything's got to be done fast. And I have to keep moving, you know, like with the car, it was, it was more and more, you know, like we have to keep moving. And so that is part of the technology's impact on society, which we pay no attention to. Yeah, It just becomes, this is life. It just becomes, this is life. And there's no way to do anything about it because well, you know we all agree this technology is great so right. it's sped up over time in the last 200 years and if you read a lot of writers from the 19th century talk about the speed up of uh life um with industry yeah um like nietzsche and um i can't think of who else but anyway the a number of 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 people write at the end of the 19th century were all talking about the speed of uh the society in that everybody needed to keep moving.
2: And that's where the cult of efficiency comes from, you think? Because like, we live in the cult of efficiency.
1: You know, such that whatever efficiency may be, we don't live, If we don't, we've, we're certainly not efficient with oil. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. That's contradictory, <laughs> yeah.
0: Efficiency in like, in like producing st- stuff with, you know, yeah, no, with, I as, know you're saying, with as much energy as the, possible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a turn of the century, there was a couple uh, guys that came out with like, you know, like Ford and, um, but there was a guy from, I think he was at University of Chicago, whose name I forget. <clears throat> but it was all about efficiency. And it's like, okay, here's how people are working and how do we make oh, everything the,
0: that they do. Oh, uh, ta- no, not Taylor. Each step, um, we
1: watch each step.
0: Taylorization, Yeah, no? Taylor. Yeah, yeah Taylor. Is, yeah, Taylorization yeah. Is, the, is, the, is the term that's come out of it, yeah. Right. And which is, you know, the, 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 the Bolsheviks are really big fans of, the, of I think, of, yeah. of scientific management, you know, whatever, yeah.
1: But really what's incredible is how wasteful this society is. And right. we consider waste to be our wealth. And I mean, if we just cut out the waste, (laughs) it would be amazing. And, you know, which has always been my biggest thing against nukes is like, uh, you know, everybody said, well, we'll just bury the waste, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's the whole wrong thing. In nature, in natural systems, I mean, we are natural systems, but in the rest, there is no waste. Everything gets reused. Everything gets in, comes in, comes in, and gets reused. And so, like, that's one thing we should be doing, you know. We should be yeah. reusing everything. Instead, right. our landfills are, you know, bigger than ever. So, that, it's like that mass of, uh, you know, resources, and then the speed, and then everything gets more and more speedy as things go and the technology provides the ability for to be more speedy
2: it's supposedly safe Kind of time, you know, fast transportation, fast planes, like no, like traveling's fast. It's all kind fast. of like a, It's
1: kind of like a. It's kind of like a treadmill.
2: Yeah, but saves for what?
1: Saves for what? Yeah. You're not really saving anything, you know. And like one of my biggest slogans these days is "Slow down, nobody's going anywhere."
2: <laughs> that's that's a good one. You should you should have yeah. it on you, should your have your stickers, you
0: know, yeah, I'm a, I'm <laughs> yeah, No, but it's because yeah, because you're supposed and, to. Every, all these things are supposed to speed you up, but like you know, but then you know, like with a car, I think. I think, I think uh, Ivan Illich actually has like an essay on this, and I think you quoted one of your, one yeah. of the essays that you wrote. Um, uh, you know, it's about the car culture and about the car, uh, how it monopolizes like, uh, you know, and, and controls society. Is it society.
2: energy inequity, that one, uh, right? Maybe. I started yeah. reading it. And,
0: and um, I mean, it's just funny because it's like...
1: I'm sorry. That was one I wrote a couple of years ago. It's not, a, I don't have it up. I should put it up at some point.
0: Yeah, I think I might have reprinted it actually. On, on um, I'll okay. send. I'll yeah, see. I'll, exactly. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the. I'll send it to you. But uh, but yeah, it, it's just about you know it, like again like if you ever lived I don't you know we we just we just we lived in LA for a while and we just, you know just recently lived there with all, basically all through the pandemic and you know it's like the car culture and and is not is not synonymous with speed you know in LA like no, it's synonymous absolutely. with you being fucking stuck in traffic for an hour anywhere you go during the day you know at least an hour uh, and it's like. And so it's like the car culture. I mean, yeah. I
1: worked in Santa Monica for a few years and, you know, there'd be people who were coming from uh, like Hollywood or a little further east and they'd always be like, I got to leave by 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: And then everyone it's is saying that everything. so yeah, the traffic just gets started. Yeah. Gets ear- Every, starts yeah, earlier gets and earlier and earlier. <laughs> and earlier and earlier yeah. right. and <laughs> to then the if you where, go Yeah. The point where, yeah, you're a in a traffic like, just like at noon. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then you go to a place like Lagos, Nigeria, and, you know, you can be, in traffic for six hours, going what would take you wow. twenty minutes to drive if there was no traffic?
0: Yeah, you or bike, is, you know, if I went, like it. an hour.
2: <laughs> but you know, I want to go back to America because I'm I'm kind of interested in the basically uh, American ide- ideology that very few people address outside of America that there is actually this ideology. Why do you think? Because you're the one who said that it, America is like Roman Empire, and Roman Empire is more about action rather than thought, like Greece. Why? Why? Where? where are the roots of this? Do you think it's because it's the new world?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, you know, Americans have always liked, like education was big, but it was to learn
2: to do something.
1: It wasn't <laughs> learned to think about things. So
2: it's utilitarian. It's a, like profoundly utilitarian.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that, that you know, it, so it's roots in that and like, you know, puritanism, like America is still a, very puritanical place you know and and like the, the 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 where I find it the most amusing is in the cultural revolution of you know hard days and there's a lot of puritanical aspects of america's cultural revolution in the last fifty years yeah um and and so it's um so that's part of it because it's like here's how you think and here's how you do, and then the other part of it is just what became industry and business you know and that you know, remember, like the basically the modern corporation was born at the same time as the American Republic, and they grew together. And, and America has been more influential in shaping what became modern corporatism than any other culture by far. And that was all about making stuff and selling stuff. You know, so it's it's all part of it. All it's, it's all that. And I and I, I don't know the answer to that. That's a good mm-hmm. question. Be, Good for someone to look at and do it, but I I do know that it's it's absolutely true, and especially like in politics, you know, where in politics you go and say, "Here's the problem, here's the solution," and so like for oil, it's like, okay, you know what? But we got to think about this now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We got to actually really think about this because if I tell you the solution and you don't understand the problem, or will not accept the problem, there's no way you're ever going to accept the solution, any solution. You know because right. we can just keep doing what we're doing
2: the band basically you're saying that's because of a certain religion like because that's like a version of a religion right that's well, still very I, much i
1: would i wouldn't put it down to one i wouldn't put that a one thing but i would say these are all things that influence it right that are influences yeah and are, and are all uh, you know in one way or another and how much and how much you know it's 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 complex. I wouldn't want to put pretty much any of that down to one thing, but I would say, okay, that's definitely part of it.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, one thing because I do. I, I, you, um, I think you're going to publish a, um, publish a, uh, an essay about you know Wall Street and sort of the evolution of technology, and I kind of want to, you know, because I, I'm trying to remember. And uh, you know, you're talking about how why you know one of the reasons you know how um, you know corporations and sort of modern finance and um, you know the, also the the reason why New York um, became sort of the center of for the financial cap the financial capital of, of America is also because of, of the Erie Canal you know another another technology so uh, sort of these levels of technologies that kind of m- have made modern America um, you know with with, with with you and you're looking more more specifically at and sort of the, the the financial side of things, um, and I'll, I'll we'll link to, to, to this piece when it comes out. But you know, it reminded me, you know, and you were talking about how in America we, we forget people forget that in America, you know, democracy was run on the county level, right? And that like the, the county is like the, the 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 basic sort of building block of where most of the sort of institutions um, worked, right? And and I remember coming across this when I lived in Victorville, and I was covering sort of the real estate. Uh, you know the real estate meltdown and uh, you know the the the, the, the fallout from um, the, finan- the sort of real estate financial collapse and, and I was looking into these mortgage-backed derivatives, right, or mortgage-backed securities and and you know and what Wall Street did, you know, with the help of computer technology, it is actually try to destroy that county-level um, organization. So you know uh, one of the one of the fu- functions of the county, right, was to record uh, property ownership. Right. Or information. So like that was public information. Every county had their own and it's still it's still recorded and when you buy a house or when you take out a loan on a house. Right. That information is recorded on the county level. All across America, that's right. like the basic thing, and so, and, but you couldn't do that if you have a, a centralized a sort of Wall Street centralized apparatus that's trying to take all of these mortgages, right, and trying to basically own chunks of them, <laughs> and then to own chunks of them, into, right. and then and then mix them up in the, its uh, in its own, you know, formula that's supposed to completely um, uh, reduce any kind of risk to investors, mm-hmm. right, um, and so they created essentially a, a, like a a, a um, a, a legal entity called the Mortgage Electronic Registration System owned by, you know, the banks and created by the banks right. that, like, essentially um, took over uh, the mortgage registration process. So w- when you when you actually, like, look at, at the county level, and I, sta- and I started running into that, and I had to, had to figure out what it was because no one was even writing about this. It, was, it wasn't even in the news. And there was some, like, obscure um, academic who was, like, writing a paper on it, you know. Um, uh, it was called, you know, you'd see, like... The counterparty wouldn't be the bank; it would be MERS. So it wouldn't be the bank that owned, like Chase or you know, uh, or whatever, or Bank of America or Wells Fargo. That would be the, right. the 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 counterparty to you know who you're taking the loan out from, which would normally be the case. It would be this just this dummy, uh, you know, you know as acronym essentially called you know MERS Incorporated. <laughs> right. And and it's like right. and there was a whole lawsuit actually trying to you know people were saying that it's it's illegal. They're, they're, they, the MERS didn't actually own the mortgage. Right, it wasn't the creditor, so it was illegal to 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 put it. It's a anyway, that, that's a whole story. But what was interesting was that in order for this kind of new, um, I don't know, um, new loan technology uh, to be created, they kind of almost had to create a super county, uh, centralized national registration system that 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 further eroded these sort of you know I don't know these like firewalls I guess that that existed you know on a county level that localized. Like localized banking, in essence, right? Like that, it, 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 when you have localized banks, like you, you'd have to have banks that are either in the county or in the state or whatever. You couldn't have right. these mega institutions, right, controlling all the mortgages all around the country.
1: Right. You well, know, the banks are all the banks, even the big banks, are all still state chartered, right? You can't start a corporation exactly. at the federal level. You have to start a corporation at the state level, you know.
0: And then, you, and then you need to have permission from another state to do business in that state, right? If you're sorry, if you're if you're a corporation, right that's or, chartered or yeah.
1: washington or yeah. washington says that it's against the commerce act and starts Oh yes exactly across. <laughs> <laughs> but the um but this is like a, a really important point you know so our institutions of government are 250 years old with roots going back 2000 years you know to rome and to greece and every and, and some between right and so It has been, and this is one of the things about like how people don't talk about technology and politics is, so the fastest means of communication when Washington was formed was a horse. And so it was put together in some ways, understanding that, you know, we got to all get together across this land, you know, once in a while, blah, blah, blah. So in that 250 years where everything has changed and the speed of communication and everything else... Washington, D.C. has not changed an iota, and so nor the rest of our government. You know, the the one thing that has changed from the beginning is that power has drifted up from the local level and now resides almost all in Washington, D.C. And, you know, for about... Back in the Reagan era, see when Reagan went after Washington, he went after it says because you know it was the Constitution and it's the states, so everything should go back to the states. But the states have always been very arbitrary, you know, they're they're arbitrarily drawn, they're you know. Whereas the counties are pretty, you know, solid local entities that have their own geography and their own you know interests together with all that, you know, and so that's all been demolished and, you know, and, and, you know, and, 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 and we've, yeah. it's not impacted. Like, did you see, uh, the Republicans were complaining about, uh, the, uh, anti-inflation act or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it was, and I, I don't know the, I don't know, I don't know the number, but it was something like a hundred and um, people, uh, and I can't think of the term A 100 of the congress people weren't even there to vote they vote you know they let someone else vote for them <laughs> so so it's like it's it's like so as all this stuff has come with technology we still have these institutions of government that are not just 250, year, 250 years old but some of them literally 2,000 years old yeah you know and so it's like how that the government is always reacting to the technology. And this is the biggest thing where I talk about the politics of technology is we're always reacting to the technology instead of being with the technology and going, okay, here's this new technology. How are we going to do it? What, what should be done with it? You know? And instead that's, you know, we just let it be decided by business and it's decided if the technology is good is whether, uh, it makes a lot of money, and mm-hmm. inevitably, <laughs> like you're talking about with the, the mirror thing and everything else, inevitably that means it had te- more technology has meant doing away with labor or yeah. you know super supersizing labor you know like it becomes it, it, all that so this is all part of this, and it's it 's not even part of the discussion, none of it's part of the discussion and so as it 's failing all over the place, you know <laughs> We're still not having a discussion on it.
2: But instead, I feel like what, what you're saying is kind of, again, for, for most people, is it either too kooky or as if you're radical. But in, and instead, there's a sentiment. It's probably still there. I just grew up around it. Maybe it's changing slowly that, okay, information is power, such a platitude. And that's connected, right, to information technologies that are truly I guess, in some ways, radical. You wrote about this, too, and, you know, the early historians of technology like Marshall McLuhan wrote about it, right? And they, this it is kind of crazy how much access even an average person has to those, like, electronic storages of different facts. Uh, But I I wonder, it seems like definitely a myth because it's, from what you're saying, people are, on average, are not empowered at all in the last, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years. So how does it, is it like a myth again? Is it a conspiracy? I know I'm like, I guess I like have this conspiratorial <laughs> no, band. Because,
1: no, not at all. Because human culture from the beginning, you know, from when we started beating on rocks, you know I mean? Started chipping rocks to make a uh, knife and stuff like that. That became information. So the guy who did that could go pass it down to the next guy. And, and you know, the woman cooking on the fire could pass it down to the, to the next woman. And you go around to the hunter's pack, pass whatever down. That's all information, you know? And so um, now, and so, and and then with industrialization, the amount of information, like industrialization was a very information rich um, process. You know, like there was a lot of information connected to everything you did with industrialization. You know, the same thing, you know, people went to school to be engineers, you know, also every aspect of it, the culture has gotten more and more information uh, intense over uh you know for thousands of years and so now we've got this information technology and which is the ability to just create information and you know just and and you're just creating more and more information and the thing is where the corporations what corporations have a big advantage to this as opposed to the individual right is the corporations know precisely what they want and so they can then program and take information from millions and millions of people and they could know exactly okay this person likes this and this person likes this <laughs> this person's this age this person's that age so they can use that all and they can use that all to their advantage
0: to some bullshit advantage person, Yeah, exactly yeah some bullshit yeah like yeah are gonna sell person, you some junk right. basically yeah yeah
1: Absolutely. And, and the whole thing, and then see that's the biggest problem of this whole information technology revolution at this point. Everybody's still making money on advertising. Exactly. Google and Facebook make money advertising. <laughs> yeah. There's no like restructuring of the society around this information. Cause to do that, which gets back into you know your point about the contemplation, to do that, people have to start talking about this information and making it useful for them. Yeah. And, and then you've got to create what you've got to create. And I, I wrote about this in this, uh, that politics technology paper I did a while ago, you have to create associations like, you know, just like industrialization where everyone went to work in a factory, you've now got to rearrange your society. So everybody is um, kind of editing and filtering this information now to one sense they are. But most of what they're filtering and uh, editing is garbage. You know, <laughs> it's, it's Facebook and like just garbage on Facebook or TikTok or whatever. Like, but that's what they're doing now. Like, that's what they're spending their time doing. It's all now for ads. It's incredible. It's just situation. all for ads, and right, it's all right. to sell you things.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. To produce, yeah, because yeah. they
1: have, that's the only power they have. They yeah. have no power to make decisions about how society is going to do things. Yeah. And that's how you have to reorder things to let that happen. And instead of everybody just filtering shit, they start actually filtering. They start knowing something about how the oil economy works. You know, they start knowing something about how nuclear power works. They start knowing something about how their computer works. And, you know, this
0: or how their city, works. But you, or how but you don't need works. Google for yeah. that,
2: right? Because it seems like Google didn't help people to know any of that stuff. That like, well, right, on average. you
1: have to. Because what you're doing is you're getting a technology that's defining what the technology should do. Right. You know, and so Google defines what the technology do. There's no input from people going, "No, wait a minute, we need to do this or that or other things. So the one Medium is McLuhan literally said, the
2: message. So he was he really got oh, that yeah, right. Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. McLuhan is absolutely right about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That and so I read him after I did uh, the '92 Brown campaign, and like, and <laughs> funny, I did this interview with Chris Whalen a couple of years ago, and he's talking about how I was the first one to bring cable. You know, to really use cable. And I was like, you know what? I forgot about that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing to put Just on. It's like That's to do cable. You mean to like cable yeah, to, yeah, to put Jerry Brown into yeah, the cable news? Knew a cable yeah. Like CNN. yeah, yeah. We did all cable because we were the established media hated us you know mm. so cuz for and we were going after them in their role and stuff That's back know? in
0: the that's back in the day before CNN was you know considered established media established media <laughs> Oh
1: absolutely they just they just had launched they launched it's that funny. show Inside Politics in 91 right during that uh, the the democratic uh, yeah campaign So that's when I read and so then right when I quit that campaign I uh, went off and I I went and this friend of mine had McLuhan's book in his thing. I said, here, let me read that. And I was like, oh, I wish I had read this (laughs) in the last couple of years. But McLuhan is brilliant. But there was a whole bunch of people in in the 50s and 60s who started thinking about technology much more thing. And then it just got it all got lost because business came in. And yep. defined everything, you know, and, and, and those guys all got pushed to the side. But, um, but what McLuhan, one of the things McLuhan said in, in back in the 60s was, you know, computer technology before the internet, you know, he says it's going to create the biggest and greatest. Information storage and retrieval system ever known in history, and that is absolutely true. If nothing else, that is absolutely true. Is what's happened, how it's allowed us to communicate. You know, I mean, you know, there's various things about how it's 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 been good and, and, and can be better. But to me, the whole information revolution, if it's going to be valuable to humanity and not just run us off the cliff, is how we use the information. To be able to use less stuff, to be able to use less resources and able to use less energy, but still have very good and happy lives, you know, but it, you got to do it. But right now, the information is being used to do just the opposite. It's being thrown into the system of more, 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 more. And on top of it, the more and more and more is all this information, which is, you know, and we have to think about, well, how do you actually use this information? And how is it structured? What's the, you know, infrastructure? What's everybody's role in all this stuff, you know? And I, I think like, like I'm saying, like our ability to filter and process information, it's happening right now but we're just not doing it. And it's more and more people's lives. I mean, think of how much time people spend on the computer compared to what they did 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's happening, right. It it is happening right now, but it's just not happening in a way that's particularly constructive or even it's destructive in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. I've been like sort of, you know, I, I, one thing uh, is kind of sad, I guess, is that, a lot of the, I don't know, again, like, you know, the left exists mostly, you know, in online and it's a holographic, uh, you know, uh, kind of um, entity. But, you know, and, and the, the pockets of the left that do exist, you know, they're and especially the younger kids, like younger than me. So, you know, like they're, they're probably Zoomers, you know, like they're in their 20s or 20s. Um, you know, they, they, they really still do buy into this idea that, like, you've got to put things out on social media. Like, the social media is, like, such a big aspect of their... you know. But also
2: ac- not just social media, media in general. media, really media generally, with media. but social
0: media is, like, because they don't have access to, you know, like... So they're, like, uh, they're scrappy, you know, they're on the outside, so they don't have access to the media, media, right? But, like, so they have access to social media, to Twitter, to Instagram, to TikTok, or whatever. And it's, like, a, a huge part of their you know of like their conception of what activism looks like and what it, what what sort of politics looks like so it's and it's all about like i'm always getting caught co- you know like requests from this one you know kind of this collective in la that's you know they're they're good people they're good you know they're good kids like they do good you know i i i kind of respect what they do they're trying at least doing to do something you know and you know it's always like you know oh can you repost it can you read retweet this can you like as if my retweet is gonna you know or other people's retweets are gonna, you know, change anything in reality. You know, and it's like another one of these things. It's like, for instance, you know, about information and power, right? Uh, yeah, maybe you know the corporations that control the flows of information. You know, they that gives them some power to do whatever their limited kind of useless thing that they do. But for for, the, for like for just how little power we have, you know, for instance, like you know, global warming is happening, right? Like, so there's like, uh, and you know, there are all these fires now. In California, you know, every every summer pretty much and not even in in the summertime now. And so all of these newspapers, all of these, um, you know, media outlets, they have their, like, fire dashboards, you know, so you can, like, track every fire in fucking real time, you know. It's insane, you know, like, you can open up a dashboard right. and watch California burn, right, and yet you can't do anything about it right but you can see it you know and, and and you get all the you got all the metrics you know you can like see how much it's contained you can get satellite photos sometimes you know it's like very up to date you know it's like they it's just it's so you have the dashboard i mean i you know sitting in my in, in in my you know in some apartment you know hundreds of miles away from these fires can like watch these things develop but like and what's the fucking point you know, why, why do we need this? You know, like for what it's, it's because, well, because it's, you know, the whole business of these newspapers is built built on advertising, you know, getting as many people to, you know, read these stories and like, you know, to But it's
2: information is entertainment. Yes. So it's, they want you to be entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And so,
1: absolutely. Part of it is information and it's entertainment. Part of it is, is knowledge, but what, you know, in, in, you know, to have that knowledge, I mean, at least you could have the knowledge of, okay, you know, it's burning. It's bad. You know, so yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we should figure out, you know, we got to do something about this, but here's <clears throat> one of the things I, is what I look at in with all this technology and everything is if you look at nature, there's no hierarchy in nature, like systems are all from the bottom up and they are, they're all moving without any kind of central control yet human uh you know for governance for as long as we know recorded history you know has been very hierarchical and the uh and the thing is, is all this information, it's not just useless for you. It's also useless for them on a lot of accounts. Of like course. Yeah. They can pull out of it what they want to pull out of it. But whether they're pulling out of the right things that they should be, that's a whole other matter. And the question is, is if we're going to have this massive information society, we have to recreate everything about how we do things. And we have to create a much more flatter order that allows this information to go back and forth and to be used where it can be used, you know, and not just going to a couple congressmen or a couple governors or a couple senators, or even a couple mayors and them figuring it out. We have to figure out how to do that. And that creates a whole new infrastructure. And you know what? It's not, completely new, because democracy was always about distributed order. Democracy was always about distributed order. That's, there, there is no centralized democracy. Democracy is distributed order. And so we have some things about how that worked in the past, but you know, not with the technology. But we have to figure out how to do that, because I, frankly, I think it's going to be You know, it'll be disastrous for the top just as much as everybody else eventually, because they can't control it. You can't. All this stuff, this, you know, you have these um, this massive flow of things. There's no way they can just control that from a hierarchical position, even though they want to. And, and they're doing everything they can if to you say
2: it. they can't control it even if they want to it, it means potentially there is some like um <laughs> chance for some kind of radical politics within this information technologies or you don't believe it anymore you remember when there was like arab spring or there's some kind of <laughs> people getting yeah, well, that together was bullshit it's that was, bullshit that, that yeah was
1: the, you know, that was propaganda by the you know the media companies but Yeah, no, I look, I'm, you know, number one, I'm getting uh, older than uh, the rest. So it's like, I've always thought that, you know, things can still, you know, things can still change. I I am absolutely, and I've told people for 30 years, nothing good is gonna come out of the American political process unless it gets reformed. And I've told people this for 30 years, and I think I've been proven completely right over 30 years. And so we all, everybody who wants to do politics still wants to talk about what president they should elect, what right. congressperson, yeah, what Senator, you know, mm-hmm. less so what mayor, County supervisor. What's a County supervisor.
0: I don't even no yeah. know what's, what's a County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <What's>
1: a county? <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> they do the counting over there. That's they. The, it's where they count the votes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I've told, and I told people, you know, for a long time, for a good 20 years, I say, you, we have to learn how to start talking to each other again. Yeah. And we don't know how to talk to each other. We don't know how to talk to each other and understand that we're all in the same boat. Like, you know, yeah. all this like separation and blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. We're all the species on the small little planet who have, recklessly changed a lot of things and it's going to impact us all and it's going to impact everybody not going to you know don't i don't care how high your tower is it's going to come to you
0: yeah um, so, i don't I, I have very little faith that americans can actually come to do that without like being basically basically forced by circumstance you know
1: well that's what's happening but for to look at what's happened in europe circumstances are being we'll see worse. what we'll yeah. see what they yeah we'll, <laughs> see,
0: we'll see what they do there yeah how just, can
1: you how yeah. can you how can you here this is where you go and you get centralized control and it's completely insane how do you get a continent become dependent on one country yeah rightly or wrongly I'm not arguing that for their uh, a big part of their energy supply and then a lot of, and then allow a war start with that country how do you do that yeah what what how can you in no, any and way push it into that, that direction. direction?
0: Not just allow. Yeah. Just like push yeah, yeah. it into no, that direction. Right,
1: right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and say that in any way is sensical.
0: No, it's insane. And then think so, that it'll be okay. You know, and then, and then it's just, it's the most, yeah, the, the, the European, know, I don't yeah.
1: even think they, th- I don't even think they thought of it. You know, when you talk about oil here, this is one of the things I can say when you talk about oil or anything else, nobody understands. Very few people understand how all of modern life was based on energy consumption. Yeah. All of it, you know. And if it's not there, that means things are going to change, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. And 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 so it's 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 essential. And again, it's like you know, oil was something that has basically been controlled by a handful of corporations for you know almost uh, 150 years, 100 over 150, 170 years. It's been controlled by a handful of corporations. I mean, the oil companies never had any regulation. very well the <laughs> texas uh, railroad commission you know forced them in the 30s to stop pumping so much oil so they could bring the price up but other than that the oil companies have no regulation yeah never never had people don't understand that
0: mhm yeah
2: but so, how then can, can you remain optimistic cuz you sound like an optimistic you say we should get together we do know. this because like the other way to look at it i guess is to be super pessimistic to to see all you see, more or less. Yeah, to agree with you. There. And, no, and then be like, okay, maybe this whatever is referred to, I guess, Anthropocene, like <laughs> the thing will end and we go extinct. <laughs> you know, then <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah, I, you know what? Here, this is what I will say. Mm-hmm. Things
1: continue a lot longer than I thought they could. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So, so now I just like I'm I'm not predicting the future. I'm just trying to get people to go and say. Here's where we are. How mm-hmm. are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do about it? And I would, you know, um, you know, so I write these things like this Substack thing I got. I don't look at it as political, I, I look at it as educational entertainment or entertaining education, whichever pays more. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but that's
2: that's I mean, good. that's
0: pretty much the only thing you can do, yeah, 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 yeah. We have no organization. We have no organizations. Yeah. We have nothing to. Yeah.
1: I love talking to you guys. And I, but I mean, the number of people I can talk about this with, that's one of the things I'm worried about. Like when I'm, you guys are going to talk. It's like, you know, when you're a politician, like you're going to run for president or something, you go out. And you go talk to people and like you get your message down so you can do this. And I'm like thinking when you guys, Yasha asked me, I was like, Shh, I haven't talked about this stuff really with anybody. I don't know how good I'll be at it.
2: Yeah, you're really good. So you're really good.
0: Yeah. Run for office, Joe. Run for <laughs> office. Election.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: No, no. <laughs> you're in Chicago, man. You know, you're like a homegrown Chicago boy, you know. It's yeah, like, you
2: have the accent.
1: It's that really was cool. One thing, that was one thing 40 years ago I like said, I, cause I thought about running for office at one point point. then I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I just want to make my politics about what everybody could do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I don't want to do any more than what anyone else can do or, you know, and that's how you want to make it. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you, you weren't Zivon, you know, yes. Zivon. Yeah. I love him. So, yeah. So, you know, his last thing, enjoy every sandwich. That's that's how you gotta, that's how you gotta do it. And like, and then don't, you know, and, and, you know, some of this stuff, I mean, not some of this stuff, but it's, look, the world's moving harder and faster than any time in my life. And I, you know, I I, like in, in 2008, I didn't ever think they were going to be able to blow this financial system back up like they did and they did it. So, uh, but Uh, and 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 until the uh fed started and still they started tightening and now there's more debt than ever you know and now we'll see what happens you know at some point the fed will come back in uh you know and start pumping more money into the system they have Uh, no choice uh, yeah i don't know yeah but like these guys have sat there and they they you know they tried to force the fed into doing it and they pumped the markets back up hey you want to put money in let it go down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how you get money into the system but uh so anyway i don't you, it's funny I, I don't know you know you put I mean, it, you I pump it down
0: don't... you deflate it a little bit to get people to invest and you oh, yeah, pump it absolutely. back up yeah yeah so what you're saying is now it's time to invest yeah yeah, yeah.
1: well no i don't know about that but um the, the talk about all this is just it's it's so inane so much of like what is uh you know, I always com- i always compare today to kind of like when the medieval church ran Europe. You know, and it's like anything you needed to ask, the church could tell you. Well, this is why it's there. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's what feels like me today, even though everything's fallen down around it. Everybody keeps going, oh no, this is how it works.
0: This is and the eternal know, order of Christ. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to be working, but you know, they keep doing it. So anyway, I, I you know, I, I just say. Um, uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. You know, it's like, funny like, too. I, I, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's funny too. It's like because we live in this sort of age of science fiction, right? Science fiction is huge, right? Like it seems like you know every movie that comes out that's you know that's sort of a big, big, expensive Hollywood movie is like some kind of sci-fi film or has elements of sci-fi. You know, science fiction has become you know a, a, a actual respected you know member of a sort of the you know like New York literary establishment, right? Um, and yet, like, you know, we were talking to another friend, Anthony Galuzzo, kind of, you know, about similar stuff that we're talking to you about now. And he was saying, you know, there's like such a, maybe there's like never been as much of a poverty of imagination, you know, as it exists now. Like, um, you know, just in terms of people just don't want to think or imagine other futures, you know, other ways of living, other, um, other ways of, you know, slightly tweaking and organizing society in a slightly different values. I mean, there's just, it's just so, and people get so upset when you even, try to talk about it like as if it's
1: yeah. And the science fiction stuff is just, it's uh, garbage, pretty yeah. terrible, you yeah. know, and it it's like, it's completely unrealistic. And and for me, it's kind of like I, and I, I mean, I'm a big astronomer bluff and I always love like looking at all this stuff, but science fiction has become less interested in me because I'm like, you know what, we got to really look what's happening on this plant planet. Like I always thought like the stupidest science fiction plot was the people that destroy their planet and then get into a spaceship and go somewhere else. Yeah, It's like, if they destroyed their planet, what kind of spaceship do you think they're going in? (laughs) It's like, they couldn't keep the planet running. They're not going to be able to keep the spaceship running (laughs) for light years. (laughs) And then the other thing is, is like Terry Gilliam made a very good point about like all the Marvel movies, you know? And he said, these are kind of like the old kind of Greek, cultural things right where the old greek virtues of kind of like honor and sacrifice and you know going at something that's against you you're never going to win are all in those movies and you don't yeah. see them in any other movie and that's I think interesting that's true yeah and then yeah,
0: there's yeah, also I there's always they're always defending the the status quo too, which is interesting. But is like, it why yeah.
2: does he says why they're sort of like been considered benign by corporations? And- I just saw
1: him make that comment. Yeah, so I don't know. Why he just made that, that comment. Interesting, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I thought there's truth good- to it. Yeah, because
0: there's also they're also yeah, yeah, yeah. always defending you know the Earth or the basically the establishment you know system of Earth mm-hmm. from like some outside outside invading um, invading. Uh for, and in fact, you know the only like actually kind of interesting environmental um, plotline that came in to this Marvel universe thing is uh, you know the, in the Avengers, right? If you, I don't know if you watch that, you yeah. probably get a kick out of it because you'd, you'd be sympathetic. you know the the bad guy is the tha- I think his name is Thanos or something, and he's like this. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen them all. And
0: it's like, and he had a thing; he just wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to have the. Universal population. He he was like looking for all of these stones yeah, yeah, that gave him right. special powers. He was and he was like against you know basically population growth, but also you know the destruction of the environment and all these things. And like so, he did this. I was like, there's not no way they're gonna let him do that, you know, because it's just like actually I support his I support his mission. You know, it's like the only good thing that you know I've seen in a Marvel movie is like why not? Because he his own world was destroyed by like industrialization and all this stuff and and, uh, right. and overpopulation. Right. And he got all the stones and he killed at random at random right because he didn't want to have like you know only the elites you know, benefit from this at random every other person you know in the you oh he
2: succeeded in the film in
0: the universe he succeeded but you know what they did What? Is in the next film they came back and they, and they, they reversed it
2: Oh, but at least in that film.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he
0: succeeded in that film.
2: Well, yeah, the way
1: it was, it was was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty drastic uh, measure, but. um, But
0: I mean, better than nothing, you know. I grew
1: up in the 60s with all the, you know, all my brother had all those Marvel comics. He too bad he got rid of them all. We could have been retired a long time. There you go. There you go. uh, Yeah. My brother also. I grew up reading Thor and the Avengers and Iron Man when, you know, when I was a little kid. To, wow so how
2: do you all. look at it that now it's like now it's huge on the screen because it was all fairly like i guess subculture no. stuff no comics comics were not a subculture yeah
1: they were just around. i mean everybody had them yeah they were oh, okay. around i mean For i don't know kids, my yeah. brother was probably okay. like 10 years old or something when he started buying them you know and they were like 10 cents or a, a, a nickel or something like they were all like if you went into like uh the old uh <clears throat> kind of little uh, small markets grocery stores like you know not the big ones but like what 7-eleven is today it, those were all used to be independent owners but almost all of them had a rack of the comic books at the register when you walked out oh
2: got it well that's america they were <laughs> yeah yeah they, they were they so you're were
0: reliving everywhere. your your childhood isn't it amazing yeah. uh, i don't
1: think so but yeah i mean i i mean god i like once those things started coming out i don't think i had seen a comic book for like 50 years so but they were around. They were, I remember reading I thought like that uh we are getting off a little topic, but <laughs> I thought that thor uh, Ring, uh Rock, whatever it was called um, yeah I thought that had the best feel for what those comics used to be
0: the kind of fun, yeah, they, the it fun, fun comic it was, it, it, yeah, it was yeah.
1: funny it was very funny and and you know there was um, all Tyiko like I did and, made it and these guys used to just get the shit beat out of them you know they just <laughs> <laughs> and, you know for a page and then they'd come back and they were all da, 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 da. you know so it was uh, they were always amazing. it was
0: yeah that's the that's what he's made by this uh, uh, kiwi guy a uh, kiwi director Taika, Taika bad, Waititi, yeah. yeah but anyway,
2: but anyway I, I guess th- yeah I we'll all talk talk, talk off on all that yeah yeah um I, I guess i just have one question and we'll let you go what, what do you think about this concept of anthropocene is it low term like is it's not neutral right
1: I don't know. I don't think so. It's, but I mean, what it, you know, when, what it actually means is, you know I mean? That's, that's the whole question of where we're trying to decide, but it is like, Hey, here's a planet that evolved us. And now we, in the last 200 years, and really from the beginning, it's when we started moving, we, but in the last 200 years, we've changed it radically. But yeah. because it, of industrialization, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And industrialization was all energy. You know, this is what these are like, some of these concepts are not that hard. Yeah. Like if there was no coal, no oil, there would have been no industrialization. And so it's, you know, so these are like fundamental things and see, I mean, we don't teach people this, we, I mean, and, and really most people don't even think about it, you know, it's kind of like literally the old, you know, the, you know, in the old, like the Mayas and the Egyptians and everybody else, you know, and they controlled the calendar. It wasn't like, oh, here, come look at this and see how this works. It was like, hey, we got it. This is how it works. And that's what happened with energy. You know, we got the oil, we got the electricity and, you know, there were various means to try to uh, control these systems, but they were all very, um, but they were amazingly powerful amazingly powerful you know and and the thing is is technology can get back to this to end it but technology the, the 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 weirdest thing about technology is technology destroys history and so if you're brought up in the era with a certain technology you don't even understand the technology that came before it mm-hmm. because now it's just about this and right. technology has just completely destroyed history you know we don't think about it and that's like mm-hmm. with america And that wasn't always with America, but America had had some historical knowledge, but now it's all about, oh, it's all about the future. You America has always been about the future in a big way because it's been about this whole technological development. But with that, we've lost all the knowledge that came before it. And that's not a good thing. It's just not a good thing. And again, we're being pushed more by just the technology than anything else. You know, the people that know how to do the technology, they're the ones deciding how the technology should be implemented. And that's not good.
2: It's like computers. I think yeah. you wrote, like, it used to be called people who dealt with the machine. And then basically now computers deciding what computers going to do. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, very thin, narrow. I, well, yeah. and then,
1: then that's whole thing. And I think, like, yeah, and I mean, my whole thing is like, you know, we've always had a much. Uh, I think we've always had a much uh, too big view of ourselves as far as where we are with the rest of nature. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing has been intelligence. And I think as we
2: override a lot of
1: what, yeah, yeah, and a lot of what we call, you know, a lot of what's being called artificial intelligence is going to be a lot easier than a lot of people think.
0: <laughs> we're not that smart, is what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we're the ones, you know. That's we're we're,
2: we're the ones decided that. So
1: you know, it's like uh,
0: no, yeah, we're the ones we who decided to, we're uh, the, the the gods, basically. But that's yeah, enlightenment,
2: yeah. and then we wanted to do a whole thing. Maybe, about yeah, that. Maybe actually,
0: we have you on to uh, talk about the enlightenment and, and all the kind of the, the the problems that it spawned. You know, because the enlightenment was essentially also a, you know a function of.
1: Um, I'm still a big enlightenment guy. I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I always like the, the enlightenment. Uh, the enlightenment. Uh...
2: Wait, but science is the religion of enlightenment, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. And here is you can go. You know, it's enlightenment about like they were all science, and they're all under it was all rationality about rationality like, and How the yeah. world yeah. works, you know, and so you guys can take the other side of you guys can take the old side of Genesis. No mm-hmm. one say you bit that fucking apple. <laughs> wasn't a good thing. wasn't a good thing. <laughs> that was it. It's it was all from the women's, tree of women's fault,
0: is what I say. Yeah, no, because no, it's, no, no. She, she's, the she's, she's the tricky. Yes, I know. That was
1: the whole point. The snake.
2: It was oh, it's the, the snake.
0: It's the devil. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: but the apple was from the
2: tree of knowledge. Yeah, and knowledge is bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm joking. I'm, I'm not a silly. No, 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 no. But
1: the thing is, is that because we learn how to do something that in no way. And again, this is the politics of te- technology, just because we could do something doesn't mean that we should do it. And you know, like oh, yeah. the, the, these physicists, the physicists that did the, uh, uh nuclear talking. bomb, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this guy, Niels Bohr. I don't know. He was Danish. I don't know if you guys know him, but, of course, uh, yeah. you know, his, his whole thing was okay. We need to make this knowledge available to everybody. And then we all need to agree not to do it. That was what Niels Bohr said. And he went around to Roosevelt. He went around to Churchill and he went around to all the guys and said, here, this Give is it what the we Soviet need to Union.
2: Do <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that, but, um, but, no, but he, he, wanted, he yeah. was happy to do that. No, but he was happy to do that. But well, the idea was to, because the knowledge itself was eventually gonna be available for everybody, how it was gonna be, right? But nukes still require a very industrial uh, system in order to create the fuel to, you know, to, to, to blow it up. So if someone was gonna start building that, you could tell they were doing it. I mean, it was, it was nobody could hide it, you know? So you just said, okay, nobody's gonna have that. But you know, we did the exact opposite. We said, hey, we got it, we're the big dog now, and you know, and this is where we're at. Boom. So
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: that's all part of the politics of technology. you know? And like one of the biggest things is like, because you know how to do something, doesn't tell you whether you should do it or in what way you should do it. That all needs to be part of what we're figuring out and how we do things. So, you know, I mean, it's still, uh, you know, it's it, it still can be, a lot of things can change. But, um, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah all right I
1: that's a
2: good ending
0: yeah. yeah thanks for talking to us joe
2: <laughs> thank you uh,
1: thank you guys for having me it's a pleasure to be able to talk about this stuff <laughs>